Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everybody, I am Mike Rains, aka Poker and Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hell World. I am joined, as always, by Sarge. Hello. I had something funny to say here, and I forgot it. And the mysterious L. Look at right on, my beautiful babies. And this week is so big with so much crazy news. We had to bring Dapper Gander back on the show. Well, hey, everybody. This time it was grooving to the theme song. Yeah. <laughs> it grooves I mean, on you every I time. I didn't, like, honestly, I, I, I wasn't a huge fan the first time we heard it. It sort of won by default out of the options that were given to us. And uh, now I, I think it slaps. I love it. <laughs> yes. I it, it, it sets the table for me. That's the way I feel. It's sort of like now it's game time and now it's time to start talking into the can about the horrible world that we live in and all that good stuff. I think it was when I reconfigured my brain, I was just like, it just sounds like Castlevania music. And I was just like, oh, well, our podcast is called Hell World. So mm. maybe that was what DJ Minimal Effort was going for. And once I got into that headspace, I was like, oh, now I love it. Yeah, it, <laughs> is. it has a vibe. Yes. Yeah. But he would want Castlevania, but with a frog as the hero. Oh, of course. That, that That's that man's life. That's all he. The, all, that's all DJ Minimal Effort is about, as we give incredible inside references that no one will understand. Yeah, these jokes are for us, not you. Yes. Whatever. Uh, nobody's listening to this anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's hit a content warning, and then we get then we can get to the news bump because I guess a few things happened this week. Content <laughs> warning: The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. So, uh, hey, there's this guy. <laughs> His name is Ron Watkins, and guess what? He's now going to run for Congress. What I've never hell? heard of this guy. Oh, yeah. he's a nobody. He yep. is not Q in any way. Uh, do we have the audio for that? It's not very long, right? 
No, it's not I a big deal if we don't. I did not want to play the announcement because it's two minutes long and Ron is so painful. He and- is Mr. Charisma. What are you talking about? Oh God. <laughs> oh, like like he actually he actually rolled three die six that were normal and suddenly like negative one showed up on all the dice. It- that yeah, I was I was literally thinking, I was just like so many people who played D D over the course of their lives used charisma as a dump stat. I want to point to Ron Watkins and just be like like, no matter how cool you think your character is in your head, this is what your character is like to other people. Right. Exactly. <laughs> your charisma. Okay. That would that would make a very niche and very popular meme. So I, I would say you should do that. You should draw that up. Yes. <laughs> he would fail the Blade Runner test immediately. It's like yeah. the Void Comp, yes. Yeah, yeah. replicant blam. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we've small talks, and now we're gonna play the bumping into the serious news of Ron Watkins being an idiot. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. <laughs> so, Whiplash transition. Yeah, so this is really this is this is really happening. What the funniest thing about Ron Watkins running for Congress was for me is that after it came out that he was running and everyone freaked out, we then had this long philosophical discussion in the anti-QAnon community about what is what does it mean to say that Ron Watkins is Q? Like truly, what does that indiscernible sentence mean when you are trying to say it? Because people were trying to say, like, you know, there really isn't a lot of evidence that Ron authored the drops or this, that, the other thing. Let me and interject it- for just a second because it's going to be useful for this section. Uh, just the Stanley School of Thought. Uh, steal from your artists. Uh, and also, uh, treat this episode of Hell World as if though it was somebody's first episode of Hell World and briefly tell us who the fuck this guy is before we talk about why it's crazy he's running for office. Yes. Fair. Okay, so uh, basically, Ron Watkins runs. Uh, he ran for he ran eight Chan and eight Kun, and these are the forums where uh, where Q posted all of his drops, and Q made it clear once he went to 8chan that this was his exclusive home that he would post nowhere else and then when there was a kerfluffle when q got his uh his account hacked and had to make a new account ron watkins stepped in and was like okay guys this trip code this account this is q so you have to take ron watkins word that the super secret spy saving the world was using one specific trip code on a uh, forum on a, on a message board that is just littered with neo-Nazis and fetish porn and child porn and all kinds of other horrible things. It's probably worth pointing out uh, just because if people listeners are coming from one direction or another, uh, Ron Watkins on those boards was known as code monkey. Yes. Yeah. Right. Code monkey Z. Yes. And uh, cause he really enjoyed that song. And, um, but Beyond all that, Ron had Ron and his dad Jim, who owns the boards, they had total editorial and publishing control over Q. Like the, the Q drops cannot get posted if they don't allow that. Uh, they could remove them if Q ever said anything they didn't they didn't like Q saying. Um, they could give the account to somebody else, and Ron could quote unquote verify it because that's the kind of authority he has over these things. So. If, even if you're going to argue about like authorship of the direct drops themselves, like the publisher and the editor of Q was Ron Watkins, 100%, period, point blank. I think it's the editorial opinion of Adventures in Hell World that Ron Watkins, for all intents and purposes, is Q. 
Right. That is what we believe. Right. Like, I don't care if he hired an intern to write the drops. He was in charge of everything. And if you look at Ron's uh, telegram, he's aping Q so ridiculously in all of his posts. He is so aggressively trying to use the voice of Q in his own personal messaging. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, it's just uh, it's the the curtain being pulled out, revealing the man that's playing Oz, and he's still just playing Oz and hoping everyone's like, "Oh, look, it's Oz, still totally Oz," even though it's now under Code Monkey Z instead of Q, and it's ridiculous. It's absolutely um, he just, he's trying to maintain the credibility and popularity of his pseudo anonymous account while still being the big boy in front of the camera where he's giving two minute long speeches that would literally put you to sleep immediately. Cause it is so obvious. He can't read cue cards and he can't convey emotion or personality or anything. I mean, he's so like just kind of dead inside when he's talking. It's, it's really amazing. If I feel you, like you let the cue cards joke roll right by. And you I did. did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. D- Dapper, one of the things that you realize on this podcast is that like the podcast would be a lot funnier if Sarge or I could get a word in edgewise when Mike is talking at like three, like three or four minutes at a stretch. But sometimes like you would literally have to get in there just be like, shut up, I want to make a joke. <laughs> kind of breaks the flow. Um, but yeah, if you've watched the HBO documentary, you get a real sense for Ron and... While my problems with that documentary stem from I don't always know when things are happening in linear time, uh, it is a, a still a very good documentary and I think really proves that Ron is Q and his now his nationality status has been something we've debated because he definitely lives in Japan, uh, but he is for sure announced that he is running for Congress. And I think Ron, uh, I think Ron, I think Mike has done a good layout of who Ron is and why it's insane that he is now running for Congress. It's probably worth mentioning that he also enjoyed a brief flare in more mainstream right wing popularity. I mean, more mainstream than 4chan. I mean, uh, when he sort of, uh, when he put himself out there as an expert on Dominion voting systems. Yeah, when he so, memed his way. He, into- yeah, so he, he he got himself on, was it Newsmax or OAN? I don't remember which one, quite frankly. Oh, yeah. He actually, yeah, he managed to get himself on TV as a voting systems expert. And then that didn't pan out. And so now I think it's politics. Yeah. He yeah, keeps- and it's, it's probably also worth mentioning, since he has decided to run for public office in the country that I live in, uh, that he owns a life-size Ray Ayanami statue um, from Neon Genesis Evangelion. And you might be thinking, what does it have to do with anything? And I'm just like, yo, politicians have been busted for having way less weird shit in their closet than an actual, like, Japanese, you know, collectible that you might also have sex with. Hey, he cut his hair yeah. and took off the hat. I don't know what else you need. Oh, if that, if that was the haircut he was going for, then God bless him. Um, I- also, you, you know that you know that somewhere that hat is enshrined in some grim shack, like Jason Voorhees' mother's head. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the one thing I would say about like the Ray Ayanami thing, and, and basically all of Ron's like horrible sketchiness was. Um, 
There's a story that may or may not be true about uh, Lyndon Johnson was running for office against the guy that was a farmer. And it was said that Lyndon Johnson wanted his staff to start a whisper campaign that the guy fucked his cows. And one of his staff was like, Lyndon, we can't say that. And Lyndon's like, I don't because you don't believe it's true. And Lyndon's like, I know it's not true. I just want to make him deny it. So, I mean, I just want to make Ron have to explain the Ray Hayanami statue. I want Ron to just have to explain why he ran a cesspool of hentai, child porn, and neo-Nazi bullshit. Like, put his Free rec- speech, baby. Oh, yeah, free speech. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's really funny about that is um, our boy Torbs hasn't come out in, like, full-throated support of Ron's run for Congress, and I thought that they would be, like, two free speech peas in a pod, and that, he, and that, uh, and that Gab would be all in on Watkins for Congress, but they haven't said anything because I think they know what a lemon of a candidate Ron is and how like he's absolutely going to go nowhere. So let's, let's lay out his campaign real quick. He is not, he doesn't have the nomination, right? He is going to be running for, I assume the Republican primary in a congressional district in Arizona, a state he does not yet live in. Do I have, is that all right? Yes, that is all accurate. And the thing that's really funny right now is we don't know what his district actually entails. Well, only because it's getting, yeah, it's getting gerrymandered as we speak. Right. As we speak, it's getting gerrymandered. And so, like, right now... Uh, I don't know if that's a joke or not. Like, no, it's it's not. A, it, Dapper's being serious. Because, um, like... Cause I, don't, I, I don't do jokes, okay? I don't <laughs> yes. do jokes. I mean, you got me. We live... We are in hell world right now. And I was like, I I don't know if he's joking. Like, no, this I mean, it's, it's, it's Arizona 1. Um, but uh, the district, I mean, I don't mean Arizona succeeded yeah, in a contest, gotcha. uh, Arizona <laughs> district one. Um, and, uh, but the district is being currently redrawn by the state legislature in an effort to make the district more conservative. Yeah. And the, the, and the, the thought is, is like right now, a Democrat named uh, Tom O'Halloran, who Ron Watkins has declared to be the most corrupt member of Congress. You would think that if, Ron Watkins, who is like so knee deep in QAnon, was running against the most corrupt member of Congress. He'd be he'd be going after Nancy Pelosi or Adam Schiff, someone in the House that like or or AOC, someone because I mean Ron's carpet bagging wherever he's going. I mean he could have literally landed anywhere in America instead of residence in that state. So you would have thought that like he would have gone for some actual person that uh, QAnon or myself could have picked out of a police lineup. I could not have picked Tom O'Halloran out of a police lineup before Ron went after him. I don't know who this guy is from Adam, but he's the most corrupt member of Congress and Ron's going after him. But the funny part about this is, is that Paul Gosert, who is as close to a full-blown neo-Nazi as we have in Congress right now, it's very possible that this district is being refitted to become Gosart's district. And Ron Watkins versus a neo-Nazi who actually has like established ties to the district and knows his voter base is probably a massively losing battle for Ron. Yeah. I, I, who's no, sorry, he? I was just going to say like, if, if you live in Arizona, how disappointed do you have to be that Ron Watkins even thinks there's a potential chance that he could do a congressional run in your state? 
Well, he, I mean, I think, I think that I think that for all the name recognition he has is 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 going to be connected with Arizona. I think that's why he chose Arizona because he was so full in on the audit for months. Mm. Oh, I'm not it, saying it's a bad play on his part. I'm just saying that if you, if you're like a rational human being with a brain living in Arizona, you have to be super depressed that Rod Watkins thinks he can he can get in there. So is do you think the only reason he's doing Arizona is the the name recognition and like the PT Barnum, like he's got there, there's no bad publicity or is it legally like one of the only States he can run in? Cause uh, I, I believe I, someone will have to fact check this. Um, but as far as I am aware, he must be a resident of Arizona for six months by election day. Um, that's the rule there. Uh, so okay. it, it is a pretty loose rule as state rules go in terms of your residency requirement. Um, but uh, I mean, as I said on Twitter, you really also can't discount the fact that as a political candidate, he is entitled to get a Twitter account again. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's gunning for a blue check mark. Oh, that's, hmm. ab- that's absolutely something that he will try to do. Uh, although I know that Twitter has said in the past that like uh, people that have gotten banned, like uh, Laura Loomer didn't get her account back on Twitter when she and she actually won the Republican primary in Florida and was the candidate in the general election that got smashed in in her district. And the and the reason why Loomer was able to win was because that district was really blue and no one no one who was serious was actually contesting that uh, seat for the Democrats. And then when Loomer lost, she blamed voter fraud because that's, that's what all these people do whenever they lose anything is just have themselves a pout. Um, so uh, Ron also got interviewed by CNN. I don't know if the interview was uh, published uh, professionally by CNN yet, but uh there, uh, I have seen uh, Ron talk about the interview, and uh, Karma twenty twenty one posted some stuff about it. Where pretty much Ron just gave the whole uh, nut QAnon lunatics uh, side of things. Trump won election fraud. The one six insurgents did nothing wrong. And when he was like, and then when he was pressed on, hey, do you have any responsibility for one six? He just kind of abruptly ended the interview. Because uh, that was that level of heat was something that Ron was not willing to tolerate. Yeah, you got gotta love the conviction of somebody who's just like the people. The people that did the insurrection on one six, they did nothing wrong, and it's just like, oh, what was your part in it? And they're just like, this interview is over. Exactly. It's just like where the where, where the fuck is your conviction, bud? If you think that if you think that the people were in the right, then just like be plainly open about like it would certainly make your position seem a little stronger. Like yeah, I don't think they did anything wrong, and in fact, I stand with them and is part- and was partially responsible for it. But it turns out that they did do stuff wrong and very illegal, and uh, people died. So Rod probably doesn't want anything to do with it. Fucking oh. so weird. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird that we haven't had any Q drops in ten months. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's so funny how Ron's heart like left the Q, the whole Q thing. Uh, right after Trump lost the election, and he, and he just made a couple drops a week later, being like, "It was rigged. This is bullshit." And then that uh, we're not going to take it fan video of Trump that got uh, DMCA'd, which is the ultimate fitting end for QAnon for Q's posts. The funniest thing about that was, um, so that happened in December, and I when did the HBO documentary come out? That was like early this year, sometime around like March or so. But 
um, I remember Ron was doing uh, streams with his dad and some other QAnon promoters. And in one of those uh, streams, he said, well, I wasn't Q. And if I was Q, I wouldn't have ended on such a like lame note. And it was like, hey, Q's only been offline for four months. How do you know that Q ended? I mean, couldn't Q just like dip back on the 8chan and start posting tomorrow? Like, who are you to say this is over unless you knew it's over, Ron? Like, that was such a weird thing for him to say in my mind. Because even It's also weird in, like, the O.J. Simpson way of just, like, I didn't kill kill her because if I did, here's how I would have done it. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yep. It's like a sweet revisionist history there, OJ. It sort of sounds like somebody talking about how they wish they had done something and not <laughs> not, not a weird hypothetical. Right. And the, and the thing the other thing that's funny is like Jim Watkins even played the, the game better than Ron, where Jim was like, I do kind of hope that uh, Q would come back to 8-Kun. That would spice things up a little. And I don't know if that was him just like being like silly about things and just saying, hey, Q is good for my site, or if it was actually sort of like an implied thing. Hey, Ron, come on. Write some more drops for me, kid. I don't know how. I I I don't know what you you. I, that stuff got all weird on me, and I kind of gave up on it after a while. I just posted the ones that told people to check out Hannity. I need you for the effort, post son. Get back in there. Look like honey boo boo's mother. Just yeah. like fucking get, get out there, get out there with your lipstick on and dance. <laughs> uh, well, I'm a little confused because I'm on ballotpedia and it says in arizona to run for the the house uh you have to be a state resident for three years so it's very but this was in 2019 so it's very possible things have changed uh so i mean like this is gonna be a weird thing to say and maybe the most foolish thing i've ever said but i am gonna give Ron the benefit of a doubt here and assume that he has found whatever dumb softball loophole allows him to run for Congress in Arizona. It would be really funny if he was out there with all this pomp and circumstance to be like, I'm running for Congress. Then somebody has to just be like, uh, actually you can't because you live yeah. in Japan. Yeah, I agree. There was a, a, a piece that just came out from Will Summer, I think uh, yesterday or the day before, uh, which includes quotes from, uh, a Republican Party operative basically saying that uh, Watkins is un- he's got no chance. He's not no one in Re- Republican Party Party is worried about him actually winning the primary. And I feel like if he couldn't have registered as a candidate, that probably would have come up rather yeah. than. Yeah, we're just not worried about him. Yeah, because yeah, my quick research here, you have to be a district resident for a year and a state resident for three years. It, I I assume him and his dad own a, a you know, an apartment Hooters. there or something. Yeah. And they, yeah. Just, they just have an address. Cause he's not, as far as I know, an expatriate, even though he has not lived in America for years and years now. Seems doubtful that they would own a Hooters because Ron seems interested in 2d girls. I'm just going to throw well, that out no, there. He, he went to, you, you got to watch the documentary. He took the documentarian to a soap land in Japan uh, you know, to jump him in, yeah, yeah. He want he wanted to test his, his bona fides. It's like it's like the 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 mob like taking you on like a crime run to like get dirt on you, so you can't be you can't be a fed or anything. I and could then, watch that documentary, but you guys forget that my cushy position on this podcast means that I only have to interact with QAnon nonsense while recording. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> 
it's incredible. I, like, yeah. it's just the greatest gig in the world relative to having to report on QAnon. I just sit here and you guys tell me crazy stuff and I react to it in media res. Yeah. The <laughs> smartest person in the room. Yeah, like no kidding. By several miles. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I would like more details on uh, Ron's candidacy vis-a-vis how he's getting around residency. Uh, I'm sure it's just that they own some shack somewhere and he's like filed taxes or something there. But yeah, it, it feels weird that he's doing an Arizona primary when there are other states that I feel like he would have a better chance in regardless of his name recognition. See, I'm not sure that there is because like Arizona has taken on this sort of like mythical, you know, just sort of like MacGuffin like status in QAnon thanks to the fraud it or whatever going on there. So like, I, I think uh, honestly, I think Arizona is a smart play for the guy. I don't think he has a chance in hell, but I also didn't think Trump had a chance in hell. So what the fuck do I know? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I mean, that, that, that Trump is always like the canary in the coal mine that like kind of makes anything like this scary in this. I, Cause I remember, I think it was Huffington post at one point, like declared that they were going to put Trump uh, campaign news in their entertainment section instead of their news section. Cause it was obviously so silly and stupid. And then, uh, after a few months, it's like, oh, no, this guy is actually going to win the Republican nomination. This guy is literally going to be one of two people that can become the president uh, on Election Day. And that's just like an actual thing that we have to like come to grips with. It's really funny to me in a way that that Trump floated through so much of that year on the campaign as being a wacky, goofy clown who couldn't possibly win. And then you smash cut to four years later. And as Joe Biden is just constantly leading in the polls and rolling closer and closer to an inevitable victory, all of QAnon refuses to engage with Biden in any way, shape or form. And they're waiting for Hillary Clinton to swoop in and take the nomination away from him or for it to be a Michelle Obama or somebody else like Trump had his like cloak of stupidity and dumb like enter- like huckster rage shielding him from like actual scrutiny from the left and Biden had his cloak of boredom shielding him <laughs> from scrutiny from QAnon and only in the late hour they're like oh no the boring old white guy is going to beat our god emperor how can this be yeah <laughs> this come? Can yep. New York go ahead and hurry up and nail Trump on massive income tax evasion? Uh, that would that would just make my day. Like, uh, so speaking of fights between uh, an, an opposing force and uh, conservative lunatics, I've heard, or rather, I felt a disturbance in the Twitter force this week as I've done my minor uh, Twitter crawling, and it seems like there might be some. Q on Q violence happening. <laughs> yeah, I am gonna. I'm, I'm. I'm gonna dip off the floor and leave this to Gander because they have been all over. Yeah, this that. is why we we've brought on an even more experty expert to discuss, uh, like the these battles where no matter who wins, we win. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, we lose. Can you set the stage for us? I- introduce the players. Sure. Um, let me. Let me. I, I'm gonna. Set, I'm gonna do you one better. I'm gonna set the stage from. Three years ago. Oh, nice. Can you do it like a boxing ring announcer? I will not do that. Um, Fighting out of the uh, red corner. Uh, yeah. Pass. So um, set the Wayback Machine to 2018. 
Uh, okay. QAnon has made the jump off of the poll board and onto social media in general and is starting to get some attention. Um, the core group of believers uh, who had signed on to a Tom Clancy beach novel of a roller coaster ride of double crosses and triple crosses and political machinations and 4D chess are now starting to get the attention of people who believe in Pizzagate and in Flat Earth and in a whole lot of other stuff. Um, and the two groups uh, didn't, well, I, I say the two groups didn't like one another, but the truth is that the original Q promoters thought that these people coming in with their wacky beliefs were going to discredit the movement. They were going to be damaging to the movement. Um, and it got, uh, I mean, not a lot of people were paying attention to QAnon really back then. Uh, and I'm here to tell you, it got bad enough that that December, December 2018, Q actually did sort of a little ask me anything on the boards. Um, and Q answered 16 questions that day. And four of them were nice. just to settle arguments between the community about the shape of the earth and who was alive and who was dead. Seems like and a missed opportunity not to answer 17 questions. I was literally I, about to say that. God you damn know, it. I, I, <laughs> I would agree with that. But um, at any rate, uh, Q was directly asked, is the earth flat? Q says no. Q is directly asked, is JFK Jr. alive? Q says no. And that AMA was the moment the response, I should say, to that AMA was the moment I knew that the monster had gotten up off of Dr. Frankenstein's table because Q says, no, JFK Jr. is dead. And all the JFK Jr. people within minutes have screenshotted the old Q drop that says disinformation is necessary. Some things have to be kept secret until the very end, blah, blah. And are quickly spinning up, well, no, yes, of course, Q has to say that JFK Jr. is dead, but he's really not. Q is lying to us, as he said he sometimes does. And they all just went on believing that JFK Jr. was not only alive, but integral to the Q team. And that was the moment that I knew something had really happened in QAnon. That's we, so brilliant. I will lie to you sometimes. So then yep. you is just permission to pick and choose exactly what you want. Exactly. I mean, originally that drop was made because Q had been called out on a huge error. And that's a whole other story. It's not worth going into. But Q's response was, I wasn't wrong. I was lying because these channels are all being monitored by the feds. It's not just you listening to me. It's all our enemies listening to me. So I need to do disinformation sometimes to throw them off the trail. Uh, anyway, that was all the way back in 2018. And then 2019 was the year of crazy. Um, once this event took place, more and more groups joined QAnon with more and more fractious beliefs um, which is when QAnon over the course of that year really started to factionalize. Anyway, now we can jump forward to modern times where there is still a handful of this one. And I legitimately mean a handful of people who still kind of <laughs> believe the old nonsense about this just being a spy novel and everybody else in QAnon believes something ridiculous and believes that Q has backed up their ridiculous belief in some roundabout way involving 
gematria or whatever mechanism they need to do to decode the meaning they want to take. Anyway, what happens every now and then is that one of the old school promoters boils over every now and then and and can't deal with the nonsense because they are still somehow concerned three years later, it's going to discredit the movement. Um, Like it hasn't been discredited, but that's fine. Chief among this is Jordan Sather. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of people who used to jump up and down on the real wacky stuff, but Jordan Sather has, since his ban from Twitter, made it part of his persona. Uh, Jordan, uh, as I am speaking to people who don't know anything about QAnon and have turned into this episode for the very first time, Jordan came to QAnon from the world of alternative health and ufology. Uh, He is a big believer in the Miracle Mineral Solution, also known as MMS, sometimes derisively called bleach, uh, as it is a bleaching agent. Um, But it's not something you're supposed to be drinking one way or the other, regardless of whether or not it's going to kill you. Um, And uh, it has been occasionally touted as a supernatural substance. Um, it Some was might sold say for snake a long oil. time. Yeah, it's very much snake oil, but it was sold for a long time by someone who was selling it under the guise of religious exemptions to certain yeah. uh, quality standards and FDA approvals. It was a sacrament in this weird little church for a while. Oh, uh, anyway. and, uh, and don't forget that Jim, he was actually on the Jim Jeffries show on Comedy Central with other QAnon promoters, and they all unanimous, were all unanimous in their belief that Michelle Obama is trans. Yes. Like they, were, they were arguing flat earth versus round earth. That was a sticking point for the four of them. But Michelle Obama is a dude. Boom. Total agreement. Four yeses. Correct. Um, But Sather came to QAnon um, and brought his sort of alt-health audience with him. And now, uh, though he still is a firm believer in UFOs, he is someone who every time there is a story in the media about UFOs, he says, well, that's not the real UFOs. That's a distraction story. Uh, And he believes that the whole COVID thing will vindicate MMS eventually. He does seem to be a true believer in MMS. Um, but his shtick within the QAnon community is objecting to the easily verifiably false stuff, uh, which is weird that he's very much on the trans bandwagon, but fine. Um, he has a problem with people who promote things like the deep underground military bases and the earthquake cannons and the clones, all the fun stuff. Um, and over the last 10 months, he has made it part of his daily or weekly shtick. Um, and there are a, a few dozen people that he, I think he calls them the crew. I don't remember. But uh, they are on his special, special shit list. Um, he hates them most of all. And the reason this particular episode all bubbled up uh, starting about three weeks ago is that... Um, both Lynn Wood and QAnon John started giving referrals to people on Sather's shit list um, saying, oh, these are truth tellers and they have important things to say. Um, So Sather made the, within QAnon, possibly the ultimate attack. I mean, you can call someone a shill all day long and they do. But what Sather did was a step further and he questioned Linwood's discernment, a very special vocabulary word in QAnon, discernment. Yeah, give me 
give me the the quick breakdown on that because I hadn't really that hadn't really come up on the show before, nor had I don't dive deep enough to have seen that. That's a new vocab word. Q uses the term use discernment a lot. It's one of his favorite things to tell people how they can suss out the truth about what's going on in our world. So he loves saying that to try to make him sound smart. And that's yeah, you need a bunch of points in your discernment stat to know when Q is lying to you. Right. Oh. One of right. the problems is that you, I can call you a shill and I am insulting your integrity. But if I say you lack discernment, I'm calling you a fool. Yes. I'm calling you a moron. Right, exactly. Do you uh, bite your thumb at me, sir? I do <laughs> bite my thumb at you, sir. You're calling Marty McFly a chicken? Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, this was a step too far, and Linwood came right out to 800,000 followers and said, I don't believe any of you should be following Jordan Sather. <laughs> um this led to a whole week of Jordan uh, basically saying, recounting all his war stories about Linwood. Here's this time that Linwood said that Ghost Ezra was someone you should listen to. Here's this time that Linwood, you know, supported this nonsense theory about deep underground military bases. Here's this time, all these events, he's just recounts them over the course of the week. Um, and again, Lin. Um, and, and I'm going to pause for a moment because there's an important thing to, to point out about Linwood. Um, there are a lot of people in the Q movement uh, who are in it for a variety of reasons. Linwood stumbled into his role in QAnon. He didn't, yeah. and he did not seek it. He wasn't trying. He just is no smarter than your grandmother who believes in QAnon. Which is terrifying. He was an actual general, and yet we watched no, lawyer. him. He was a lawyer, not a lawyer, general. Who, who am I thinking of? You're thinking Flynn. of Flynn. You're thinking of like Flynn. Flynn. God damn. Lynn, Flynn. <laughs> all these idiots. Uh, no, we watched him stumble into the movement within the life of the podcast, within yeah. a, a year. Uh, so, so, yeah. The thing that's interesting about Lynn Wood, and, and the reason I bring it up is because a lot of people will get involved in these little fights because they are worried about market share. That's one of the, that's one of the big reasons why some of the longtime promoters don't like the new crazy stuff is the new crazy stuff grabs eyeballs. So yes, they can say all day long, Oh, it's cheapening the movement. It's discrediting the movement, but they're also watching their viewer count go down and they're watching ghost Ezra. I mean, ghost Ezra again, huge channel. Um, and talking about nothing but goofy stuff until he started talking about Nazi stuff. Yeah. At, um, one, po at one point, Jordan Sather was so miserable and butthurt over Ghost Ezra eating his lunch that he changed the name of his channel to Ghost Sather. Yeah. And he was just so sad that he'd been dunked on so aggressively by the flat earth neo-Nazi. But Lynn, by comparison, is someone who is sharing these wild theories from the shit list people, not because Lynn is trying to draw eyeballs. He doesn't need him. He's got a million followers on telegram. He's sharing them because he's genuinely wondering whether it might be real. Like Lynn is not right. Um, he, he just happens to be the world's most famous belligerent uncle who believes in QAnon. Um, 
Yeah, this is one of the things that I've often, I've often said about Trump is that the danger isn't that QAnon believes in Trump; it's that Trump believes in QAnon. Yeah. There, were, there were those stories about him like asking people about the Arizona audits and like demanding any news stories about that be like sent to him so he could watch them on YouTube and stuff because he was getting Trump was getting excited about that shit. He was like, "Oh my God, they're going to overturn Arizona! I'm going to be the president again soon. This is great!" And it's like, "Oh my God." This this guy who was actually our president is now like buying into QAnon hopium about being reinstalled as president because the my pillow guy told him it could happen. <laughs> yeah. So Lynn saw Sather mouthing off all week, and he also saw a much more. I mean, there he's a, a more minor uh, Q promoter named Qta, uh, and Qta has. I would say Qtah's defining characteristic is that he is just almost sweetly dumb. Like he's so naively dumb about stuff. He's like Andy a, Dwyer if Andy Dwyer loved the all right. Yeah, he's like the, 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 the best comparison I can make is there is a movie out there. If you have never seen Orgasmo, go see Orgasmo and – Utah is the hero of that movie. He is Joe Young, a Mormon who does not understand how the world works and approaches things from this, again, almost sweetly naive point of view. He just believes um, everything he reads on the internet. I, exactly. I, I think I think Mike from time to time has called him a dumb puppy, the dumb uh, puppy of QAnon. <laughs> I've seen that, those posts. That's IET because oh I, okay. yeah because because he that was that was actually going to be my question for you is who is actually dumber? Is it incarnated or is it QTA? QTA. Yeah. Okay. Wow. QTA is more ignorant of the world. Uh, IET has more of a manipulative streak. QTA is, is like not an actual Mormon. Uh, he lives in Salt Lake City. I do know that. Well, I mean, they, they were dealing with somebody who thinks they could trick God by putting an erect penis in, but not moving it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Lynn sees Qtas supporting Jordan Sather in the comments. And so the other day, Lynn puts out a post naming both Jordan Sather and Qtas by name and says, I don't know who these people are. They're attacking me. Maybe they're attacking me because they don't really know me. So... Here and now, I am inviting Jordan Sather and Utah to come out to South Carolina, come to my house. We will all get together for a weekend. And, you know, and I called, I called it the Bleach Summit because it reminded me of the Beer Summit. Um, anyway, invites them to do it. Sather, being the smart one of the pair, shuts the living hell up. Yeah. Utah. <laughs> That's a very bad idea. Utah puffs out his chest. And in his digital chest, I suppose. And absolutely, Mr. Wood, I, I will, I, of course I will come out because you have some very serious questions to answer about whether you are a real patriot in this movement, sir. And da, 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 da. And Lynn says, okay, well, I am a believer in Christ and I am a patriot. And yes, come on out and we will do this. Qtah says, okay, how are we handling this? Are you paying for it? And if not, how much am I going to be expected to pay for? Because this better be worth my time to do it. And da 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 And you better be prepared to answer my questions. And Qtah, and it becomes very clear watching this exchange, that Qtah does not understand Lynn Wood. 
Qtah does not understand that Lin is not a guy outside of a bar screaming, you want to go? Oh yeah, you want to go? Oh yeah, you want to go? Lin Wood's going to throw fists in a second. And Qtah doesn't realize that until Lin Wood says, all right, well, you will have to pay for your own flight, but I will put you up while you are here. I will just need you to check in with my security people. They will need to know your name and your address so they can run a background check on you because no one comes into my property without me knowing who they are. And that was the moment that Utah realized this was happening. So that he was about to dox himself. It's sort of, yeah. Now the fact is he's not actually all that hard to dox. If you want to spend an afternoon, you can figure out who Qta is. Oh, I, um, I, I, uh, for the record, I know who Qta is. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but strangely, even though I know who he is, I can't quite answer the Mormon question. I don't know that for sure. I'd have to double check. But hey, this no, is the no, moment knowing Qta realizes it's real. Knowing who he is is only the first part of unraveling the enigma that is the Qtah. mystery of Qta. <laughs> um, so. Suddenly, there's a whole lot of backpedaling that needs to get done. And the way that Qtah decides he's going to get out of this argument is even though in the previous message, he said, are you paying for the flight? Because if you're not, just tell me how much I will need to pay because I need to make this happen and make it worth my while. Qtah pretends he never said that because he decides his out is, how dare you invite me and then tell me I would have to pay my own plane ticket? How dare you, sir? When you're serious about having this meeting, you will have to come to Salt Lake City. He tried to do Uno reverse card? Essentially. Um, and well, he, If he is a Mormon, that will give him some, some strong home field advantage. Yes, yes. <laughs> he can uh, except channel- that what, he, what he didn't count on was Lynn saying, okay, please give, your, please give your name and your address to my security people because I don't go to someone else's house if I don't know who they are. Then Utah just deleted the entire conversation off of his telegram and pretended it didn't happen. (laughs) Of course he did. Of course he did. Brave Sir Robin ran away. Of course he did. Uh, It's so great. So that was, and then what's really funny about all of this was that was kind of the preliminary battle. We haven't even gotten to the main event of of the Patriot double down and the giant shit show that that became. The reason I wanted to start with this is because I wanted to start with an argument between someone who was a true believer, being Lynn Wood, and contrast that with someone who is not, not, I I don't want to impugn the man's character, of course, but someone who is in it for the money, which is QAnon John. Uh, Because the other big blow up was that QAnon John announced one of the very special mystery speakers at the Double Down this weekend in Las Vegas. And he announced that it was, in fact, Wano Savin, uh, a foolishly nonsensical QAnon fee- figure. He is yeah, again; he's, he's, he's at the top of Sather's. Yeah. He's at the top of Sather's list. Um, Wan is someone who uh, I don't. Yeah. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. He is someone who promoted the Wayfair are shipping children in cabinets. He promoted that the... Uh, the Ever Given was stuck in the canal because the White Hats trapped it there because it was loaded with children. And there are underground military bases filled with children. And that's why the hospital ship is docked in New York. And all he, he has full-throatedly thrown himself behind just about every everything that was even suggested in QAnon for the last couple of years. And a lot of it obviously panned out to be nothing. So over time, a lot, again, that same old crew views Wano Savin as one of the worst offenders in the say whatever falls out of your mouth and then never address the fact that it wasn't real and is, again, damaging the movement and whatever. So QAnon John. Correct me if um, I'm wrong, but isn't, yeah. he, isn't he like most well known for, being for showing like, his feet? Yeah, for being like an enigmatic figure who only shows his cowboy boots. Correct. And follow up question. Uh, what is conservative QAnon supporters' obsession with fine leather goods? This is the second person. <laughs> I, I was so confused when I saw that. I was just like, I was like, this guy loves cowboy boots, and Ron famously loves cowboy hat. Like, what's going on here? Do they just like? Is that like an Americana thing? Do they just it really is. associate it very much that? Is. It's a, it's a shorthand to being masculine and being Republican. And, oh, I, I mean, mean, like, wow! When I see Ron Watkins rocking that hat, I can't, I could barely uh, look at it. Be so marble masculine. man. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's the whole, what, what's the, what, what, what's the old phrase someone used, uh, whatever he's uh, all hat, no range or something like that. All hat, no cattle. Yeah. All hat, no cattle. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I, and, so, and one thing I was going to say real quick there is yeah. that like masculinity is such a big part of this movement. Like it's it, all you ever see on Gab is just guys being like, I'm out in the backyard chopping trees and my submissive <laughs> wife comes out to me with our two little children. My trad wife. Yes. Yeah. My trad wife comes out with our two little children in her full pregnant belly. We're a third one on the way. And we're just all like living off the fat of the land. Cause we're real. We're a real family and I'm a real dude. It's way to raise my daughter to be subservient to a man the way that Christ intended. Right, exactly. All of that. Every last bit of it. I literally saw a truck the other day when I was out working that on the back said, just a conservative father trying to raise his kids not to be liberal. That was a sticker that this man had purchased there you go. and put on the back of his truck. <laughs> yeah, you better keep them away from media, comma, yeah. all. Yeah. <laughs> just teaching my kids to be hateful the way God intended. Just locking my children in a shack so they can't access the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the right parts of the internet. Yeah. So, Patriot Double Down is the one yep. happening in Vegas. It yeah. got bumped from Caesars. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Okay, so, so in guest. one corner, we have Wano Savin. Yep. And in the other corner, 
we had who I would have bet money that Jordan Sather was going to jump into the other corner. After all, Sather is also going to the double down. Sather hates Juan Osaven, um, uh, and has complained about him for a year intermittently. So I was, I was convinced that Jordan Sather was going to jump in there and attack. And he absolutely did not. Um, he, and again, it kind of, if, if you're looking for something to be revelatory about where one's priorities are, um, he suddenly had this, well, you know, QAnon John says that he had a long talk with Juan and uh, whose real name is Wayne Elliott, I think. Um, Sather always doesn't really call him Juan O'Savin. He, he calls him Wayne Elliott. Um, had this long conversation and he says that, you know, that Wayne has something important he's going to say in his speech. So I'm going to take a wait and see kind of attitude and da, 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 which, you know, again, says to me, I don't want to get, I don't want to shit in my own bed. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to get uninvited. I want to fuck up my money and the money. I need my, I need my appearance fee for this convention. I really need it. I got to make rent this month. I got to show up. I got to take the stage of 107 and cut my WWE promo and get out of there. Maybe, maybe he's just, maybe he's just mugging it up and playing nice and nice. So that way it's a real shocker when he runs on stage and hits it with a folding chair. You know, (laughs) that is, that is not off the table. I have seriously, I have thought about it. Um, that, that, that would be great. I just want to be in the audience just for that, so I can go. Oh my god! Oh my god! Jordan no, the, is despicable. Uh, <laughs> the opposition, the opposition to this move, other than a sort of groundswell of people who also don't like Wano Saban, um, and I mean among the rank and file. I'm not talking about the big promoters. The opposition to this came out of legitimately nowhere. If you had said, make a list of 25 people who are going to publicly come out and condemn QAnon John and the Patriot Double Down for putting Wano Saban on at the microphone uh, would not have been on my list. A completely anonymous figure known as E the Friend, who has been through a half a dozen accounts. He has claimed to be a highly placed source of in the intelligence community, working closely with Q and Trump. Um, he is... On the on my top five list of complete LARP accounts, someone it, who is pretending to be someone extremely important. Is this I the Spy? Uh, it is probably I the Spy. Okay, so um, I literally called that guy exposed fraud yep. I the Spy when I was talking about yep. it. I the yeah. Spy became E the Friend, which became Friendly E, which became E will help you, which became – he's been through – a dozen accounts before he finally gave up on Twitter and came to Telegram. Um, and apparently this was news to me behind the scenes has been very friendly with QAnon John among others, because what E did was come out and post text messages between him and QAnon John um, attacking QAnon John and the Patriot double down. He posted chat logs in which QAnon John says, I know you've warned me about Wano Saban in the past, but he sells tickets. Like it's right there out of uh, that's nowhere. Very honest. 
Very honest. I, I, I love it. It just sounds like a, like a 1970s like indie wrestling scene where they're like, It absolutely I, is. I hate that guy, but we got to book him because he's a draw. He gets the ladies into the audience for the, and then sells the tickets. I just love the idea. Oh, it's so and awesome. So what's weird is now all the people who would have objected to Wano Saban, who, who I would have expected, I mean. I mean, E is on the exact same list of Jordan Sathers as Juan O'Savin. So I can't even imagine what Jordan is feeling right now that Jordan decided to be like, oh, well, I'm going to wait and see, and I'm still going to go to the double down, and we'll see. We'll see if it lives up to what John says that that Wayne is going to come out and say something. And to see the friendly E come out of literally nowhere and just pants QAnon John to a hundred thousand followers. Um, it was amazing. It was breathtaking. And I, again, a plot twist. I never would have envisioned like the, the biggest LARPer. I mean, uh, it is hard for me to describe to our audience how much all of quote unquote serious QAnon hated. I, the spy, they detested him with so much passion because he was such an obvious fraud and such a ridiculously silly account. But that- again, Popular with the followers, popular oh. with the base. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Again, they they hate the fact that "quote unquote" unserious shit is what sells. Uh, we just finished uh, Fall Cabal, and in part ten, Janet O oh goes on this long jag about JFK Jr. being alive, and she even gives this thing where, like, what you said about that question when someone asked Q if JFK Jr. was dead, and Q said no, she was like, "Oh, but when Senior dies, Junior is no longer Junior, so he right." Was become senior yeah yeah yeah. so she was like so that question didn't ruin it so she also said trump's uncle has time travel technology correct yeah oh yeah yeah uh which you know big big fan of that when we started this podcast i like straight up asked mike i was like when do the aliens come in and mike was like never and i was like boo aliens are fun the rest of this is depressing and boring and yeah the for the rank and file on the internet the the crazy stuff is interesting and fun and they all want to live in that james bond movie but yeah i am glad to see some of the grifters recognize that because i don't mind these yeah guys. i actually oh man and so with, without really knowing any of the people involved because why would i engage with these people if i don't have to uh i did see like uh, like uh, you know, uh, people like Carver twenty twenty one and all that, uh, posting these screen grabs, and I think maybe Dapper as well, posting screen grabs of this fight as it was happening, and uh, I was just like, wow, I don't know who these people are, but this seems like some pretty messy blow up with receipts, and I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> like the part yeah. where it's just like, yeah, no, you don't like him. He sells tickets, so what are you gonna do? I was just like, you're not supposed to say that. Or like, you know, you thought you were safe saying that to this dingus, but then this dingus leaked it. So now a hundred thousand people are seeing you just be like, Man, oh, fuck yeah. it. We wanna we wanna put asses in seats. Who cares? Yeah, considering that I mean it, the reason it was so damaging was that E leaked these chats at the same time that John and his admins on his telegram channel were trying to calm the tension uh, raised by a lot of their followers who had concerns about Wano Saban. And were, they were doing a whole lot of, listen, 
We've had numerous conversations with him. He's got some important stuff to say that you're really going to want to hear. And we wouldn't, the fact that we are willing to put him on our stage should tell you that something important is happening and this and that. So they were trying to build it up as though this is going to be some momentous thing. And then E drops, well, yes, I have to push him. He sells tickets. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so the logic was we the only reason we would let this crazy man on the stage is because he has something important to say. Yeah, they are building it up like there is some grand announcement that Wano Savin is gonna make that is unskippable. Right. Um and What's really funny here is uh, even Ghost Ezra kind of got in on this because he was making fun of the Patriot Double Down because apparently they still had like $3,000 VIP packages that they haven't sold yet, which uh, in, in Ghost was like, hey, look at those $3,000 packages, like going like hotcakes, huh, guys? Well, that was is- the other, yeah, that was the other thing that the screen grabs that E leaked showed is yeah. he said the guy sells tickets and E's response is you told me you were sold out. And John says, we're not sold out. And he's like, yeah, I, you said the other day you were sold out. I took a picture of it because I was so proud of you or something like that. And he says, no, no, no. The hotel rooms are all gone. We, we have not sold out. <laughs> and yeah, it, it was, it's just extremely embarrassing leak. Um, yeah. Extremely embarrassing. Uh, it, for him, not for I, us. This I, is I, great. Yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, you got to kind of, I, I cringe even <laughs> reflexively watching someone else be put in that situation. Yeah. I, I was, I was getting, I was getting ready before, before I, before I managed to snag uh, gander for the pod, I was getting ready to crib all of karma 2021 screen grabs for this section of the, uh, of the show, because it was just so delicious having all this dirty on laundry aired. And I was very happy that she had uh, cataloged all of it for us to uh, partake take of as it were so this yeah, she, she's a she's a great aggregate uh follow like yes. it, like freddie would have listening to this if you want to like if like me you just wanna, want to want somebody to help like skim this horrible pond for the most delicious scum and surface it for you yeah. uh i highly recommend carbon 2021 on twitter for that Agreed. yeah she she was an immediate follow for me she was laying out some some stuff and i was like oh cool <laughs> like i don't have to go find it yeah <laughs> Yeah, uh, man. Yeah, I like. I love the grifter battles. I love that we when Q stopped posting, we did. We started like thought experimenting, like where does it go from here? Uh, and we're starting to see a lot of that fracturing, and them disowning the name QAnon is one of the most delicious things ever. Where they're just like, oh no, that's the mainstream media put that on us, and they. I'm yep. sure that it's only a matter of time before, like, you know, as as they segment into different groups with like their own, like, sort of, you know, like, like, sure, we're all Christian, but I'm Baptist, and you're Protestant, and you're Catholic, and all that stuff. Like the like, as as soon as they get to that point, I guarantee that one of them is going to like proudly pick up the QAnon football that everyone dropped. Like everyone else is going to be like, there are Qs and there are nods, but there are no QAnons. One of those groups is going to be like, oh yeah, well we're fucking QAnon. We're taking it. 
that's one of the things I'm very interested about is that like someone is going to like pick up the crown for their tiny segment of the populace and be like, I am your leader and I am beholden only to Trump, but I will tell you what to think and I will interpret the dictates of our orange God. And I'm not going to play nicey nice with praying medic or Jordan Sather or ghost or anybody else. It's my way or the highway. And there's going to be a segment of people that are following that guy. They're going to be like, okay, sounds good. You're, you're our yeah. boss now. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, speaking of speaking of the Orange God King, uh, we're, we're running running a little long in the news segment today, but that's because we have a special guest star. Uh, so uh, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, what Donald Trump has been saying this week, and let's lead with all the, all the nice and kind things he had to say about <laughs> Colin Powell, who died of COVID. Uh, I, I'm sure that he was just like, man, Colin Powell, what a trooper. Uh, uh, Colin Powell lied us into the Iraq war. He's a monster. I fucking hated that guy. I always hated that guy, but he's dead. So I'll try to be a little bit nicer about it. Oh my God. He, yeah. Trump- I mean, I, I wish I had it up in front of me. Did, didn't he? He pretty much signed off that letter with just like, but he's dead now. So rest in peace, I guess. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And, of course, QAnon immediately seized on the fact that he was this incredibly old man that was immunocompromised who was fully vaccinated and died of COVID. So the vaccine doesn't work. Boom. Checkmate, Libs. We did it. We win. Got him. They they got their their definitive one case of somebody dying while vaccinated compared to the thousands and thousands of unvaccinated people dying, like, left and right and center. But, you know. It also has nothing to do with his age or any sort of comorbidity. But, you know. Shh. Shut up. Hey, can we can we just count our lucky stars that they didn't say Q had him assassinated? I mean, let's Wow, yeah. Oh, if the if the real dark judges still existed, or I, I maybe maybe he does exist on on Telegram somewhere. I haven't found him. I'm sure the real dark judges ordered the hit. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I'm sure yeah, he's yeah. celebrating his brutal murder of Colin Powell. Wait, that... I, I thought that only the Clintons were murdering people. No, no, no. Uh, one of the prevailing theories is that um, uh, John McCain was executed by the Q team for treason. Yes. Right. I remember and, that. And, yeah, and yeah. he had his flag wrinkled so we knew he was a traitor, as Janet yep. O told us. Yeah. Yep. What? I, yeah. God damn it. I like yeah. that. I need to see that written down anywhere where a traitor gets a wrinkled flag. Because yeah. they just don't give you a flag and they don't. I, whatever. Yeah. God damn it. These yeah. idiots. Yeah. When, 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 you, were, when, you were, uh, when you were proven to be like a uh, seditious, traitorous, uh, you know, agent working against the uh, efforts of the United States government, uh, they will still give you a flag. They will drape it ceremoniously over your coffin, but they'll put a little wrinkle in it so the people know. Yes. <laughs> so the real, the real ones know. So the yeah. real, so the real patriots who are being told can 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 look at it and just be like, I see another shadow message from our uh, Trump overlord who is also secretly still the president. Yes. Right. I mean, it was it was at McCain's funeral that the supposed envelopes got uh, got delivered too, wasn't it? No, that was Pappy Bush's was funeral. Was that was that was that uh, uh, Her- Herbert Walker's funeral? Yes, that was Pappy yeah. Bush's funeral. Because, oh, right. because another yeah, yeah, because uh, that's where also you see that, yeah, that's where you see Jeb and uh, W, and they're like they're so sad and broken up, and it's because their dad died. But QAnon takes like their their sadness and their emotions, and they're like they're sad because they know they're going to be arrested now. They they're sad because they're going to get it, and it's like. Their dad died, you idiots. It's the funeral of their father. They're laying their father to rest. That's kind of an emotional moment for people. And I mean, they- in their defense, those people did get arrested. Wait, I'm getting word from the booth. 
Still not arrested. Okay, so uh, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. That's why they, that. that's for, why they like three or four have their ankle, no, you ankle bracelets. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying we should, count, we should count ourselves lucky that they didn't spin up a he's been executed mess. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, then uh, Trump went on to, uh, to to bemoan that woke culture had quote unquote canceled Thomas Jefferson, who was uh, the author of our Constitution, and QAnon uh, rallied around Trump's statement, where bo- both they and Trump admitted their total ignorance of who actually drew up the Constitution because uh, Jefferson was an envoy in France at the time, and the Constitutional Convention was in Philadelphia, and we didn't have text messaging back then so jefferson couldn't get in his two cents about what was going on via like uh, iphone messenger as it were yeah jefferson was too busy developing his crippling addiction to french wine yes <laughs> yeah yeah i mean th- this is the same guy who again and I, I bring it up periodically on the podcast it is one of my favorite trump anecdotes uh, this is the same guy who claimed uh, during that interview that the Bible was his favorite book, but would press out what his favorite passage is. Literally, could not come up with one. He just couldn't just, do it. Just all of it. Just <laughs> all of it. So just, good. It's, it's all just so good. Like it, it's a cover to cover. It's just incredible. They're just like, yeah, but specifically one part of it that really stands out to you. He's like, you know, I don't really want to get into that. The whole thing is just awesome. To be to be fair, he probably does like the part where Lot's daughter has sex with him. Yeah. Ooh. Probably. Ooh. He can't get enough of Lot and his de-sexing stick. He yeah. is all about that shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. The thing I love about that is that even if like you are the most like unreligious person in the world, you just you just say Sermon on the Mount and you do that just covers you. Your ass is covered because like that's everyone's favorite Jesus speech, and you're done. You're all set. I mean, you and the fact that he couldn't even have done enough uh, interview prep for that moment to have that soundbite at the ready just just it just goes to show how this this idiot has glided through life with no consequences for anything he has ever done ever. Or you could just be like Genesis one because. Because, you know, it's the part where God creates Earth, and I love Earth because that's where America is, and then an eagle flies over it. Like, whatever. <laughs> right, right. What was the Q code when when Trump held the Bible upside down in front of that burned out church? What did that supposedly mean? Uh, that, that Trump is our God, and we worship him. Mm, it means okay. listen, listen to more Carpenter Brew. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so uh, that, that, that seems to be uh, uh, all the news that's fit to print for this week. Do we want to roll into our listener questions? That sounds like a plan to me. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q&A. So uh, Cledora's uh, Silverstry asks, uh, does anyone else think that Matt Gates' weird facial expressions makes him look like a real-life version of the original Max Payne PC game model? Wow, that, that is such a good pull. And yes, absolutely. I mean, I don't know. Ask his future cellmate. Uh, I mean, wow. I love it. Is it is, like I love that? Uh, I think it's. I think it's a Twitter, like a like a Twitter profile that just photoshops his forehead being ever bigger. Like they'll just take a photo of Matt Gates and just double the size of his forehead. I love that shit. It's so good. 
Yeah. Uh, speaking, speaking of which, when is that guy going to get arrested? I mean, come on. Come on, the government. You've had several months. Yeah. You've had several months and his best friend who was there for all of that shit, like, testifying so hard that you can't arrest him. Yeah, like, they have literal receipts. Like, yeah. The, the, the guy, I think I mentioned it a week ago, a week or two ago, but the, the guy that's being, uh, the guy that's cooperating, he got his sentencing pushed back another six months because he's cooperating so hard. So it's yeah, like... apparently that guy is rolling over so hard, it's like he's, like, tumbling through space in that movie gravity right but like still like you know the, nothing has come of it yet it's like what is happening yeah like yeah uh, let, let's get to the payoff here we uh we the hosts of hell world are not like QAnon, where we can be endlessly placated by a result off in some ephemeral distance many years away yo government let's let's cut to the chase here let's uh let's in, let's let, let me see the news flash matt gates indicted let's see that let's, let's go now, who do we hope Gates flips on? Because he's got to have dirt on someone. Uh, I want him to flip on DeSantis because I because I love that Fox News has tried to pump up DeSantis as being this like their their next hope, their next Trump. So I would just love for like DeSantis to actually uh, also have a Venmo account where he's like sending payments to seventeen year old girls with the memo line "not sex." <laughs> <laughs> totally not for illicit sex. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So uh, the answer to your question is a yes, and we thank you for it. Uh, Placeholder asks, uh, did any of you three, well, now four, because we snuck Gander on the show and you didn't know it was coming, Placeholder, uh, see Mike Rothschild dunking on bad company and getting Twitter banned, and B, see his fan response and start swapping terms to make them sound like QAnon responses? What? Uh, no. For, for those of you who don't know who Bad Company is, he's basically what you would call a LARPy Blue Anon uh, account where he's constantly posting shit like, I hear the indictments are coming for Ivanka, or like, Don Jr.'s about to be in some hot water, or Donnie Two Scoops himself is about to be in the barrel. And he, it's just this guy who's just constantly hyping up the bad shit is going to happen to the Trump family and their associates. And much like QAnon is obsessed with Hillary going to jail, there are people that are obsessed with Trump going to jail, and they'll believe any hopium peddler who's peddling bullshit about that happening. So... Bad Company got all this attention and stuff, and I don't exactly know why he got banned, but he eventually got banned, and then when Mike Rothschild and other QAnon debunkers were like, look, stay away from Bad Company, he's a hopium peddler for the left, he, it's a bad look, don't get involved with him, people were like, you shut up, I love Bad Company, leave him alone, and it's like, oh god, like, like, I, I followed him for, like, a few weeks, and then I realized exactly what he was doing. And I'm like, no, if I want my hopium, I will stick with uh, Tom Chicago, the guy that's constantly doing updates on Trump's dementia that will render him an invalid, but that never happens. Or how but about just, like, actual news reports? Because very rare is it that some, like, hyper-liberal, you know, Democrat or whatever gets pinched for some bullshit. But, like, pretty frequently that's happening to Republicans. So Yes, like... If, if you're into that, just like, oh, my God, the conservatives finally getting pinched. Just watch the news. It will happen because <laughs> yeah. they're bad people. Yes. Like, like, like we just got done talking about how we're waiting for the other shoe to drop on Matt Gates, And it's not because we're blue and on idiots to, that are just like getting high off of hopium. It's because the FBI has an informant that's like rolling. He's, he, he can't stop <laughs> he, rolling. He yeah. rolled. He rolled so hard that like he's still going to serve. He got his 29-year sentence bumped down to, 
I want to say it's like five years because he rolled so hard and they had him on human trafficking. So he rolled real hard. Yeah, it's like fucking Katamari Damasi over here. Yeah. <laughs> hey, oh, hey. <laughs> he, he's rolling like those people chasing that cheese wedge down the hill in, uh, in somewhere in the United Kingdom. Those lunatics that kill themselves for the cheese wedge. But uh, We would have also accepted an Indiana Jones reference there. So, yes, you know. Absolutely. So uh, thank you for the question, placeholder. Uh, plus-sized goth model asks, will John Gruden be speaking at Q conferences anytime soon? Uh, I think the Grudes is a little too highbrow for QAnon. I can totally see him getting on Fox, though. I can totally see Gruden complaining about being canceled and how it's all bullshit. And- oh, I'm, su- I'm surprised he's not fucking on Tucker Carlson right now. I know, I know. I, I mean, I, that, that, that dumb, dumb Travis Trick got an interview on Tucker Carlson. I don't know if you saw that shit. I was just like country superstar Travis Tritt like battles against evil Corona vaccine mandates. And they didn't put quotes around any of that shit. Like Fox News was just straight up like with like a Chevron on the screen calling Corona like mask mandates evil. And I'm just like, (laughs) wow. That like, is that could could, it like, is that not editorializing? I mean, is anybody going to your new state? Okay. I got, I got, I I guess. (laughs) I did the dumbest thing in a long time and I, Saw someone on Facebook posting how Fauci uh, funded gain-of-function research at the Wuhan lab. And I was like, hey, that's not true. That that whole rumor was started by Tucker Carlson. And I thought saying that would disprove it right there. I was wrong. They just were like, well, Dr. Rand Paul... Uh, proved it and i was like no republican senator from kentucky Rand paul did not disprove anything he was not acting as a doctor but yeah anything said on tucker carlson should just be taken as like it, i mean who the hell would say rand paul is a positive isn't he best known as being a punchline from over a decade ago like, yeah what the fuck? <laughs> hence me doing a dumb thing i i thought like hey here are these receipts and like i i'm not saying the rest of your post was wrong, just that like there was no gain of function research in Wuhan and they were like, ah, spike proteins. And I was almost like, you explain to me what spike proteins are and then I will trust you. But yeah, no, you just, you just have to remember Sarge that these people are just, they, they are immune to receipts because like evidence that disproves anything that they believe is, is like, they it's anathema to them. They they have a force field like Magneto from ninety two X Men around them that blocks all that shit out. <laughs> Gravity safe squeeze. In, yeah, safe inside of their bubble, they can still believe that Doctor Fauci engineered COVID nineteen himself to administer as a bioweapon to destroy America. And then the Chinese government was like, "Good, let's test it on our own people first For some reason, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, thank you, Plus Size Golf Model, for taking us on that segue, in, or detour, as it were. Uh, Snorlax CPAP uh, hits up L and says, Hey, L, you are now the top campaign advisor for Ron Watkins. How do you get Ron to win his seat and then become president of America? <laughs> Inject him with a personality. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, reroll his stats. Can I get, and, like, appeal to his GM to allow him to reroll his stats? But that aside, uh, Honestly, so honestly, I think that I think he would probably do better in the long run if he just embraced the fact that he's just sort of like a nerdy sort of young ish like goober. Right. Like he likes anime. He lives in Japan. He goes to like the 
you know, the, the soap house or whatever. Like this is all stuff that w- will appeal to a like surprisingly large demographic of basement dwelling white people in the United States. And those basement dwelling white people like probably could be motivated to some sort of political action if the right candidate wanted to scratch their belly. Uh, so I, I don't think that, I don't think there's really really any realistic way he could win now, but I feel like he could start laying the track now to maybe like like build his own base of American needs to like come out in force for him. You know what I mean? Like there are people out there that are just scared because they're white and they see a lot more brown people around them when they have to walk to the convenience store for snacks or whatever, or probably more likely that their Uber driver is brown. And they're just like, I don't like that for reasons that I don't quite understand. And, you know, I feel like Rod Watkins, he's he's not brown, he's Asian. And those people love Asians. Come on, man. He's like, I love Japan, just like you do. I watch anime, just like you do. So that that's how I would do it. I, I would have, like, if I were him, I would lean harder into the nerdy side of my persona and just hope to get some traction, like, you know, 10 or more years down the line as these basement dwellers decide they want to crawl out of the woodwork for voting. He would need to endorse uh, mail-in voting, and I don't think he could do that. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of anathema to their movement. Uh, but so uh, we we had that question, and now this is probably up uh, both L and Dapper's alley. Is uh, Jordan Sather is now a D and D character in a campaign UDM? Please uh, describe details from his character sheet and how you incorporate him into the adventure. Does he have resistance to bleach poison, or is he some sort of like alchemist that? throws bleach at people <laughs> i would I, I would go i'd lean that way i think i mean if i if i was really doing it um i mean well what what edition are we playing <laughs> i mean that's, that's the real question because he, he could have he could have a feat because like feet feats give you an assortment of minor benefits right so, yeah. so he could have some sort of like QAnon centric feat that gives him like resistance to poison so that he can inject all the bleach he wants to into his body to cure whatever illnesses he thinks it cures. He could suck down ivermectin like a champion and just be fine. Uh, maybe, maybe it gives him like a, uh, like, you know, maybe it gives him if it's fifth edition advantage on persuasion rolls against the gullible. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like he would be a very high level cleric of a God that didn't exist in the campaign world. <laughs> Mm, mm, mm. homebrew he's very homebrew let's say for now that it's fifth edition and then bonus points uh for any insight into his second edition or a D &D character that you can give me yeah well like all second edition D D characters if he's uh anything below level 10 he's probably got anywhere between two and 15 hit points because man, second edition was dangerous. <laughs> like, your character did not have survivability in that game. Like it was just like you know what that that that, that should that should be that should be uh, that should be Rod Watkins' campaign platform. Make make D and D dangerous again. Uh, <laughs> Rod, hey, we have we have sixth edition coming in like two years. Ron Watkins, total party kill all day every day. That's just what we're, that's what we're here for. Yeah, uh, uh, the, the the biggest problem with questions like this is that, like, guys, I love you, babies. I love you so much, and I love the support, but I can't stress this enough. I don't know who the fuck these people are. Like, I, I, we even had Dapper on the show today to explain who these people are. I still don't know who they are because I just don't care. I just can't be. I just can't be fucked to care about any of these people. <laughs> yeah. Like Jordan Sather and Qta and all these dumb dumbs. Like they're all just equally the same to me. So, like, what's their D and D character? 
some stupid fucking orc that the party kills because they're <laughs> just, just one, one of any number of faceless monsters, but this is the one that happens to have the bonus action that gives like one plus one D four to all the attack rolls of their minions. <sighs> that oh, that's fair and probably that's, probably yeah. more more than Sather deserves. I had somebody uh, tell me. I that they were in a supermarket one day and they actually saw Jordan Sather shopping and the man uh put his cart at the end of an aisle and then would literally walk down the aisle grab an item drop it in his cart and then go back down the aisle for the next item and repeated that process like six like times supermarket sweep rules does it is the like nice. what it, 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 it was like he was aggressively trying to get his steps in. So he was just like constantly just one item back down the aisle, one item back down the aisle, one item. That, <laughs> Do, like, is he in some way uh, neurodivergent? Like, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. That was just like the basically the guy saw him, started laughing, was like, do I confront him because I know him from poker's Twitter feed and what a wackadoodle he is? And then he's like, no, I can't deal with this. I'm just not going to do it. And then he saw Sather performing this ridiculously weird act in the supermarket. with a piece of ham. You just if take it, a piece of ham and just slap yeah. him. I, I, so, I sure hope it was just him being like weird for weirdness sake or whatever and certainly not that he's neurodivergent because I, i'd really like to be able to keep making fun of the guy that would be yeah, yeah. That, that's not me making fun of the neurodivergent that's me asking a real question because i don't want to make fun of a genuinely crazy person no uh, i mean i, I had like I, I had the same sort of thought because that, that obviously like sort of seems to my untrained eye like it could be some sort of obsessive compulsive behavior yeah but yeah. Uh, it, it could maybe he is just trying to get his steps in. Maybe he did. did he keep glancing at a, at an Apple Watch or whatever? No, he didn't. Say, basically, the, the person who the person who sent me that was like, well, apologized for not filming it, and also didn't didn't give any more details beyond that. So, so this this is again a person on the internet. Take it with a massive grain of salt. It may never have happened, but it was it was a hilarious story for me to share. And also, I, I mean, that is really funny. But don't feel bad about filming somebody without their consent, because unless they are like breaking a law. Or or doing something dangerous, you should not be doing that. Don't, don't, yeah. don't, don't, do not film people without their consent just because you don't like them. Uh, if they are doing something dangerous or law breaking, or you know, there's a reason for you to have a receipt of your interaction with them, then do it. But don't just do it because you just like a person. Right. Exactly. Do, do not spite film. So uh, thank thank you for the question. Uh, our last question of the week is Reverend Xenofact uh, saying uh, the the GQP will take the dumbest, most self destructive health advice. If a troll got them to take a, yet another dangerous fake medical m- miracle cure, would we even know that they were being trolled? Mm. I mean, I think he answered his own question. Like, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know. Like I, I, we've gone through bleach, ivermectin, um, my lights. Yeah, Donald Trump suggested just actual sunlight and Windex or whatever as possible cures for coronavirus. So I, I am in without like doxing myself. I'm in direct relation to several nurses, and they have told me that they have had to tell their patients to. No, they won't subscribe them ivermectin because it is an anti-parasitic and does not have any evidence of doing anything, but also told them to not uh, use betadine as a mouthwash. Like oh, I right. Yeah, I remember the betadine thing. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Betadine was the new hotness, but it hasn't caught on the way Ivermectin did. Yeah, I guess it's just too easy to get. Um, they should rebrand it as Alpha Dine, and then Q would be all over it. Ah, uh, <laughs> boom! I nailed it. S- Sigma Dine. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck these clowns. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know. Like, it, like at, th- at this point, I think that they will believe anything as long as it comes out of the mouth of the right person. So uh, I look forward to uh, a few weeks from now when they're just like, whip it's cures COVID-19. And then like r- r- ready whip and the can just starts selling out everywhere as conservatives just start blasting nitrous into their face. There was a Julian's rum returned from his exile and he actually had a post where he was like, look, I know this is anecdotal, but just work with me here. I've had friends who were not scared of COVID and they got it. They had no problems. Then I got friends who were scared of COVID, got it and they died. So if you're not scared of COVID, it won't hurt you. Just, Whoa, <laughs> shut up. Did he just take the Dune approach? He's like, fears the mind killer. Just like, <laughs> let it flow through you and COVID can't hurt you. Yeah. yeah COVID can smell your fear. Yeah, my favorite thing about Julian's rum coming out of retirement was that he did it three days after he got an auto warning from Telegram that his account would be deleted, and and he came back and had the absolute. And this is so. This is four or five months of inactivity, complete inactivity. He gets the warning. He's back three days later, and uh, immediately comes out and goes. Now, I don't want any of you to think that I only came back to keep my account from being just dis- because that's not it. I've just I've been working on some stuff. I've been working on important stuff and it's just taken this long. And <laughs> Certainly uh, not it a was a YouTube lovely. video. Yeah. Right. And then he and then he rehashed like a whole bunch of Suez Canal conspiracy theories. Uh, I really want him to get to get back on his platform and just start promoting like cures for covid that he's just lifting from like anti like, like you know preventing bear attacks or whatever like if you suspect that you have covid-19 just present yourself as a large threat because covid <laughs> doesn't like entities that are larger than it or like or you know like shark like if you think you're going to contract covid just punch it in the nose if yeah, you, if you wear, just wear bells it, on your belt yeah. is that bears or sharks or covid i mean i just well the second one was sharks i just wanted to be I, I said bears i want it to be all wildlife yes <laughs> if covid presents its tail it will spray you <laughs> yes yeah if, if you suspect that you have covid 19 move in a zigzag pattern because they, they can they can only see straight ahead of them so so zigzag it now to, remember to, to COVID's, remove covid's covid's eyesight is uh based on movement it's oh. visual acuity no, oh, I heard that. Just stay, Hold very still. still. Oh, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I heard to get rid of COVID, you have to uh, bathe in tomato juice. It's yeah. the only thing that will actually remove it. Yeah. No, none of us are doctors. Don't take any of this as serious. Jokes are <laughs> yeah. jokes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, if you believe these things, you get, you deserve what you get. I'm, I'm going to have to post a link to this on Twitter or whatever, and I don't want Twitter to just be, you've been flagged for COVID disinfo. Yeah, Twitter. It's a joke. <laughs> if, if, if you've got like some fucking robot AI or whatever listening to this, it is a joke. <laughs> what are you talking about? I've been holding perfectly still for months and I am fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, and, and I am a big fat person, so I am always presenting myself as a larger target. COVID will never <laughs> fuck with me. I'm just yeah. so big. <laughs> That's why I painted fake eyes all over my body so that COVID <laughs> always thinks I'm looking at it. Exactly. <sighs> so, uh, and we end, as always, with our uh, our question and numerous from the now uh, newly rebranded Scareman Walkman. Uh, what are you looking <laughs> forward to? Uh, I got to, I, I 
am looking forward to seeing Dune in theaters. Oh, I yeah. recently saw uh, Let There or Let There Be Carnage, and so just being able to go back to the movies. I've said this before, but I'm still enjoying it. But I'm actively looking forward to uh, going and seeing the first half of the first Dune, and just like letting my ass meld into the seat because that thing's gonna be like three hours of gorgeous sci-fi gibberish. Is, is it going to bum you out when you never get the second half of that movie because it's going to make zero dollars? Because it's like no. a three hour long sci-fi epic. And I, I, I don't think even COVID stir craziness is going to get people to go see it. And I, I should stress, I love Denis Villeneuve. I thought Blade Runner 2049 was awesome. Uh, I, I think that he's really the only person I would want to make a Dune movie. And I'm still just like, geez, I have no idea if this is going to make a single cent. <laughs> see, I'm never going to get the second or the third one where it begins getting even crazier because Dune, the first one is the tamest yeah. of, of the what what's six books. I don't even know. Uh, and yeah, Dapper knows you've, yeah, you've if, read if you if you don't get to wearing a suit of armor made of fish, then I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it gets. What's deep. up? With, what's up with sci-fi authors and fish? They all just really like fish. I don't know what the deal is. Maybe it's just because it's really easy to compare space to the ocean because it's the closest thing. Like mm-hmm. humans, most humans will never be in space. So when they think of it, they're just like, yeah, it's kind of like the ocean, but you know, black. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to Dune. Uh, hopefully you guys have some movies that you can safely go to and are looking forward to as well. Yeah. Uh, L, what are you looking forward to? Uh, I've been playing, uh, I've been playing a bunch of board games recently and I have plans to do board game night again this evening, uh, which I am looking forward to. Although I think we're playing Scythe, which I'm sort of like lukewarm on as a game. Uh, but I have been playing some of the other, some of the only, uh, some of the other slate of stone mayor, uh, games releases, uh, I recently tried Viticulture and Tapestry for the first time. I liked both of those. Um, I uh, continue to play Wingspan, which I enjoy if you're not playing with uh, the new board or the Nectar expansion. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just generally interested, uh, generally excited to be getting back into my uh, passion for board gaming, which is uh, robust. Now that I'm back in the city, I can scratch that itch. Yeah. You got anything for us, Dapper? Uh, I am... Really, this is there. We go. I'll, I'll, I'll one up all this nerdiness. I am really excited about this ridiculous Disney Star Cruiser hotel. Oh, I um, are, are, are you are you excited because you're planning a trip to do it? Uh, well, I mean, it may be in a couple of years. It's not cheap. At no, no, it's all. like fifteen hundred dollars or whatever. No, so, um, that was why I was like, "Wow, I didn't have uh, money like that." There was a there was a, a a release that came out the other day that answered the biggest question I had, which is: Is Disney's adult costume policy suspended for the Star Cruiser? The mm. answer is yes. Oh, you may you may be in costume for the entire three day thing. Um, which again, that was, uh, that was my biggest worry is that, I mean, if I, if I was ever going to drop two grand on th- a three day, essentially murder mystery weekend on a Starliner, I do not want to be standing next to someone in a who farted t-shirt. So the, uh, uh, the costume policy has been suspended. You can be there. There are going to be cast members in full costume all over the place. They have introduced the idea that you sign up for role play sessions during the event, at the beginning of the event, you pick a first order, a rebel, or a smuggler storyline, and you are invited 
every day, once in the morning and once in the evening. Shut up. To the place where you meet a non-player character who's being played by a cast member who, and you do a little mission in the Star Cruiser where you have to run over here and do a thing and run over here and flip a switch and do whatever. And you do that. And it's every storyline has sort of five segments that happen over the course of the three days. Um, it sounds absolutely fabulous. And uh, I, don't, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything for you, but I want to, I want to mitigate your disappointment. If you ever book this trip, don't go smuggler because the, the cast member NPC you interacted with, his name is hoof arted. So mm. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I really don't want you to go there and be disappointed. I'm going to deal with hoof arted all weekend. Um, did, did they answer the question about whether or not the, uh, the, the new lightsabers uh, are for cast members only, or are those going to be commercially available? They have held on to that. As far as I know, I know you, uh, if you do the lightsaber training experience as part of the three day thing, I believe you get to handle one. But whether yeah. or not you can walk out of the Starliner with one again, I do not know. Yeah, I was literally just reading about uh, in the I'm on the Star Cruiser website, and they said, uh, "Learn the traditional art of wielding a lightsaber, and also face off against wield the lightsabers. You face off against a remote training device. So yep. yeah, it doesn't say if you get to keep it, but you definitely get to use a lightsaber and get." taught how to use one which i think i'm assuming it's probably going to be something similar to the tech they use in in the harry potter world at uh, universal Mm -hmm. studios or whatever it is where they've just got some like near fail technology or whatever so because because the harry potter world you can get a wand and you can do wand stuff in front of targets and they will interact i'm assuming the lightsabers you'll just be able to like fake reflect blast back at it and at some point it will like explode or fall over or whatever yeah, the concept art looks incredible, and the actual pictures are crazy. Do you know if the rooms are themed differently uh, based on uh, which faction you choose? Or as far all- as I know, as far as I know, they are not. What I do know about the rooms is that every window in the Starliner is a screen. Yeah. So when you are in your room and the ship jumps to hyperspace, everybody's window goes hyperspace and when you're orbiting above a planet everyone can look out their window and see the planet below um but as far as i know the the different rooms are simply um there's like a captain style suite that can sleep up to 12 or something like that and they're all very 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 expensive um has there ever been a company uh well i guess maybe apple uh but besides that like besides disney that has been so easy to hate and so easy to love in equal measure i mean like everybody wants to poo poo on Disney, but every product they release is something that I'm deeply interested in. Yeah, I got to play in this Sabak tournament. That's from four to five on the second day. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I mean, how lo- how good of a tournament can it really be if it's only running an hour? Like, yeah. I, I don't I don't want to take any part in any Sabak tournament that doesn't cut to a top eight after the Swiss yeah. rounds. Yes, damn right. Ah oh, man, oh, so man. Uh, I am going to very underwhelmingly state that I'm looking forward to uh, watching more Taskmaster because I haven't fully caught up on the current season. And L, right before we hit the record button, told me that season two of the New Zealand show of Taskmaster is incredible. And uh, if you're not watching Taskmaster, you have made a terrible mistake. And you yeah, what's wrong that with immediately. you? Immediately, Taskmaster is the funniest shit on television. Period. Point blank. Yeah, the, the, like the best thing that COVID did for our world is giving people an opportunity to sit down and watch Taskmaster. <laughs> so good. Yeah, if you're not playing Taskmaster with your friends and family at home, what's wrong with you? Right, exactly, exactly. This, I can't believe there's not a home version of this this 
this game. There absolutely should be. So Dapper, after you obtain all of your immense wealth to do uh, Starliner cruises and all yeah, the yeah, other yeah. stuff, uh, we need to have a meeting with little Alex Horn. And that's where I'm going to, (laughs) and that's where I'm going to pitch to him my idea for the American version of the show because they did an American version that was a half hour long and terrible. But uh, my version of the show would be called Letter of the Law, where you would have uh, one the host would be kind of like the taskmaster, and then you get two celebrity uh, co-hosts that can rotate on a seasonal basis, and the three of them are judges, and the contestants have to compete tasks that are uh, quantifiable, scoring based, no creativity, and then at the end of the tasks, the judges have to make a ruling if you violated the letter of the law or not and assign penalties for what you did. So, ah. Yeah. So that, that sounds sort of interesting, although it's hard to elevate a pitcher show, uh, including the words no creativity. Uh, oh, yeah. Hey, hey, here's my pitcher show. You get celebrities together and you have them do stuff and there's no creativity involved. <laughs> oh, there'll be creativity in breaking the rules of the game, but I'm just saying the judges can't judge something because like, there's so many taskmaster tasks that are just like do a wacky thing and the judge will, and, and, and the taskmaster will grade who did the best wacky thing. I just want this to be like score. You know, it's a comedy show, right? Oh, I do. I understand. But I'm saying um, this show, I want my idea is more of a game show kind of thing where the comedy is people like failing spectacularly at the tasks, but there's like a scoring phase. And then the judges are like, yeah, you got seven balls through that hoop, but the way you did it was absolutely bullshit. And you fucking know it. See, the funny thing is that I go the entire opposite direction from you. My pitch would be a show like Taskmaster, but it takes place on a set like uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yes. And the show would be called Be the Genie. (laughs) And every round you are given a wish that you must in some manner make come true using what's in the room. I, I like your show. Your show has a good idea. Yeah. The, your, 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 uh, your idea intrigues me. I'd like to subscribe to your newsletter. I'm yes. just going to buy your show when it's made in Japan and re-chop it and air it here in America. With bad dubbing, I hope. Yes. Oh, the, the worst. worst. Good. My pitch for a Taskmaster is just Taskmaster because I think they nailed it. Little, little Alex Ward has, little Alex Ward has crushed it. He has provided exactly the television show I've always wanted, uh, and I really just hope that it gets a hundred seasons and that like, like I want them to be, I want them to just be doing Taskmaster uh, like fifty years from now in front of a throne that's just the bones of Greg Davies sitting mm-hmm. in it, and like a like a and like you a, actually now win Greg Davies' skull. Yeah, yes. you, you take home his actual gilded skull at the end. They're, they're just using deep fake voice technology to make him interact with you still from beyond the grave. <laughs> That'd be great. My my favorite little moment in the show was some. there was like a moment of controversy and Greg Davis just turned to Alex Horn and was just like, you've designed this whole show and then you set it up where you get to hide behind me when the bullshit happens. And I just love that. I just love the fact that it's just like, oh, you, you make me be the heavy, you little prick, even though you're 6'3". So yeah, it was just great. He claims that he's not tall, but he's not tall. He's little <laughs> Alex Horn. Uh... <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, I think it's time for us to wrap up here so everybody can go about the rest of their day. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And especially thank you to Dapper Gander for joining us in our guest seat this week. Uh, Dapper, where can people find you on the Internet? Uh, I am on the Twitters uh, at, strangely enough, at Dapper Gander. Uh, you can also find me on Patreon, where I publish monthly articles about QAnon and then uh, more regularly secret special mini articles uh, just for patrons. 
Um, so you can enjoy my content in multiple ways. Well, there you go. And speaking of supporting people on Patreon, if you'd like to, you could do the same for us. Your stewards through this horrible place that we call Hell World. You can find us at Patreon at patreon.com slash poker politics if you would like to support us monetarily. Anybody that gives us $5 or more a month gets access to a slate of bonus content, including uh, Kabbalin, where the gang uh, discussed, because the series just wrapped, all of the wonderful uh, series of Lunacy, Fall of the Cabal. Uh, there's also The Fallas Deed, where Mike Rains talked about the JFK assassination, and several other shows uh, that we have done and will be doing in the future, including our crossover show with uh, Sarge and I's side podcast, Binge Wordy, where the group is going to watch and discuss White Squall, and we're calling that one, Where We Go One, We Go Squall. So again, you can support us on Patreon, $5 a month, you get access to a bunch of bonus content. If you have money and you can't see fit to give it to either us or Dapper, you can donate that at love146.org, whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation. But we would really prefer your money. So go ahead and give it to us, and you can join the sweet, sweet group of our beautifuler babies, such as this week's beautifuler babies, Ivan P., and Floptical Fish. Thank you so much for your support, Ivan P. and Floptical Fish. I don't know what Floptical means, but I hope that it's good. Uh, anyway, we also have to thank some folks who helped make the show go, uh, specifically DJ Minimal Effort, who has supplied our wonderful intro music, and the voice of Q when we need it, and the voice of all of our drops when we need it, uh, Frosty, who you can find on Twitter, at FrostyVO. If you can't get enough of myself or Sarge, good news. That side podcast I mentioned, Bingeworthy, it's free, baby. You can find it wherever podcasts are provided by searching Bingeworthy. That's B-I-N-G-E-W-O-R-D-Y. Or you can find us on Twitter at Bingeworthy. Uh, because it's Halloween, we are, of course, doing Spooky Movie Month. Last week, we did Killer Clowns from Outer Space. This week, we're going to be doing A Nightmare on Elm Street, the original, not the remake. So go ahead and join us if you want a little more pop media fun instead of the dour shit we have to talk about on Adventures in Hellworld. So, for another successful episode of our show with a wonderful guest star in the form of Dapper Gander, I have been your host, Hellworld L, signing off for Hellworld Sarge, and as always, our wonderful expert of all things QAnon, Mr. Mike Rains. Good speed, patriots! Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.